Welcome to the Iowa Hawkeye Sports Fan Podcast. This is Jaime Jaquez, a.k.a. Jimmy Hawk. And we've got a really fun one today. We're just going to talk about what a great 2020-2021 Hawkeye basketball season it was. But we're going to talk about the good and the bad of the season. I want to talk about my top five low points of the season. And, I mean, there's going to be a lot of controversy there. Uh, And I'm going to talk about the top five high points of the season. Um... You know, luckily this was a season there were a lot more high points than low points. I mean, you think about it, middle of the pandemic, we were on pins and needles wondering if this season was going to even happen, and it did happen. And I think Iowa only had two postponements, Nebraska and and Miss, Michigan State, and both were made up. The Hawkeyes just rolled over both of those teams, I think, by 30-plus. So, ended up being a really good season, and it didn't end the way we all hoped, but I thought it'd be fun to just kind of go through and recap the season a little bit by saying, man, here were the five things that, that, that hurt me the most in the season, and here are the five things that, that I loved the most about this 2020-2021 Iowa Hawkeye men's basketball team, led by Luca Garza, and I don't even know, you know how much I'm going to get into Luca in this one, but let's just state right up front that probably the number one great thing about this season was just Luca Garza coming back. And agreeing to you know pass up opportunities that he had either being drafted uh, probably in the second round the NBA going overseas and making a lot of money, he decided to come back and be a Hawkeye and really become a legend in Iowa City, and that's what he did. And he made the most of it. He's Player of the Year. In almost every category now, there's a couple of them left. He's going to be unanimous, I think, this year, player of the year. Uh, player of the year of the Big Ten, two years in a row. Just an amazing thing. Just so happy for Luca. And, again, it didn't turn out how he wanted. You could see his emotions um, when they lost in the second round of the NCAA tournament. Uh, disappointed that they didn't get further. But, man, you know, he did it right. He's, he's just a great guy. And, so proud to call Luca Garza a Hawkeye. So let's go ahead and get to it and let's talk about the five high points and five low points of the season. Well, let's kick it off with the most disappointing moments of last basketball season because I want to end it on a positive note. And like I said, there were a lot more positives this year, but I thought it was kind of fun to think back on the ebbs and flows of this past season. And what were the low points and what were the high points? So the top five low points of the season, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go five to one. And I think people are going to disagree with a lot of these here. But number five, losing to Gonzaga in pre-conference play. It kind of seems crazy even to me to say this. Because it's obvious that the Zags are for real. and They're a great team. The disappointing thing with that game to me was how poorly Iowa shot from three. Uh, it would have been a totally different game if J-Bo was hitting threes, Wheezy was hitting you know, three or four, CJ hit a couple, but Iowa was four of 22 from three-point range, had good looks, but just could not knock them down in this game. And also, this was the first realization of how bad... Iowa can play, not always, but but they started, you know, the first half of the year playing really bad on defense. And this they were really exposed in this game with the Zags almost scoring 100 points. Now, granted, again, it's Gonzaga. They score 100 points or close to that against a lot of good teams. But it was 99 to 88. 
with Luca Garza scoring 30 points and just not enough from the supporting cast. And it was just one of those games, I mean, the, the build-up to it. And I was just thinking, man, if Iowa can beat the Zags here, this team is for real. And it kind of kind of just knocked us back a, a little bit. Number four was losing to Michigan by 22. It was late in the season, and the Hawkeyes gave up 47 points in the second half after you know, really keeping it close with some ugly basketball in the first half. You know, Michigan was ranked number three. It wasn't a bad loss by any means, but the Hawkeyes were on a run there. I think Iowa, you know, closed out the the season winning seven of eight with that one loss to Michigan. And again, we were just looking for that that big marquee win, and it was kind of another letdown where the Hawks just kind of got blown out in that second half in Ann Arbor. Number three was losing to Minnesota at the barn in overtime. And, I mean, the Hawkeyes just kind of struggled in this game. It was, like, obviously a, the better team, but just couldn't defend the three-point line. And Hawkeyes were up by seven with under 40 seconds left. And Brandon Johnson, who is Brandon Johnson? Well, Brandon Johnson's the guy that made eight of ten three-point shots, three-point shots, off the bench for Minnesota and basically just willed them to an overtime victory against the Hawkeyes. But I mean, Iowa had this game wrapped up. I mean, up by seven with under 40 seconds left and just had some really bad miscues in in that last 40 seconds. Crazy. Number two was losing four out of five in the middle of the Big Ten season. It was really gut-wrenching. It started off with a loss to Indiana by 18 at home, and that was just a shocker to me. You know, Indiana was not a very good team. They have some nice players, but should not lose to that team, especially at Carver-Hawkeye Arena. And then the next two losses were at Illinois, Ohio State at home, both close games, but Iowa just couldn't outscore those teams, and that was when they were just kind of on this run of not playing very good defense. And... It just got really bothersome that, man, maybe this team just doesn't have what it takes. But the fourth loss out of those five games was to Indiana again. This time it was in Bloomington with a game-winning shot by a guy who was, I think he was 2 of 10 shooting in the game, something like that. I mean, Indiana did not shoot the ball well, and the Hawkeyes just played just such a poor game. But he, he calmly dribbled around, drove in a little bit, and then did a step-back 17-footer, just a dagger Swish, game winner. Hawkeyes have lost four out of five. And at that point, who knew what to expect for the rest of the season? Number one, the the top most disappointing thing about this past season was losing in the second round of the NCAA tournament. You know, the Hawkeyes got back to winning games. They finished that season, you know, on a run. Uh, 1-7 of 8, I think it was, to finish out the regular season. Beat Wisconsin in the tournament. Lost, fell to Illinois in the Big Ten tournament, but you know had a nice win over Grand Canyon University. Uh, the Antelopes but fell to the Pac-12 regular season champ, Oregon. And Oregon was so hot, they just couldn't miss. They shot 56% from the floor. It was just one of those games. Garza put up 36 points, so he was doing all he could. Trying to put the team on his shoulders, but... Iowa struggled shooting from deep, just couldn't stick with the Ducks. And I know, excuses are for wusses, 
And, you know, that's obviously the quote from Spencer Lee, and he is absolutely the GOAT for winning a championship in wrestling for, with zero ACLs in his knees. But Iowa really did seem to just kind of succumb to injuries at the end of the season. I mean, C.J. Frederick, off and on throughout the season, was not right. He just didn't look right. He was out, you know, for most of that that losing streak of four out of five games. Um Iowa really needed his defense and his accurate shooting. And at the end of the season, you could tell he wasn't, he just wasn't getting much done. Couldn't push off very well. And then Connor McCaffrey, all of a sudden he was playing fewer and fewer minutes, just seemed less effective out on the court. Couldn't figure out what was going on about that last third of the season. And then after the season, they announced that he's having surgery on both hips. He has a torn labrum in each hip. And then of course it was Jack Nungy who had the knee injury, you know, midway through the season, out for the season, and he was so good coming off the bench. I mean to have a guy that, that could come in six eleven, come in for Luca Garza, uh come in, you know, when we wanted a bigger lineup along with Luca Garza and just drill three pointers, uh, run the run the the court well and get a lot of rebounds. So anyway that's my top five. Uh, the worst, obviously, you know, NCAA tournament, we were all hoping to get to the Sweet 16, maybe get that that rematch against Gonzaga in the Elite Eight, and who knows what could happen if the Hawkeyes got hot in that game. Well, now let's pivot and talk about the top five highlights of the Iowa Hawkeye basketball season. Number five, beating Iowa State... 105 to 77, 105 points put up. And if I recall, it was the biggest margin of victory against Iowa State for the Hawkeyes. And it's always great to win that interstate battle. And although the Cyclones ended up being really bad this past season, you know, this was a pretty entertaining game. All the walk-ons got to come in and play. And Luca was shooting fake arrows after making baskets, and he scored 34 points in only 17 minutes. I don't even know how you do that. 34 points in 17 minutes, two points per minute played. So Iowa leads that series now 47 to 27. And how now have won four of the last five over the Cyclones. Number four, beating Michigan State by 30 points at East Lansing. Yeah, I just, just thought of this just now, but that was Izzo's biggest margin of loss at home since he's been at Michigan State. Just amazing. And this wasn't Izzo's best team, but they made the tournament, and Fran has not had a lot of success in East Lansing or against Michigan State, period. And I have a lot of respect for what Tom Izzo has done with the Spartans, but I sure do love to beat him. And winning by 30 was just icing on the cake. Number three, beating Wisconsin three times. Yes, I'm going to say that again. Beating Wisconsin three times in one season. Twice in the regular season, once in the Big Ten tournament. And I cannot stand Wisconsin's style of play. I don't, I never, I just don't like their players. They always have a player I can't stand. And it was Davison again this year. It was Davison last year. There's always someone, but, you know, two out of three would have been a good year. But beating them three out of three, batting the thousand against a hated rival, that was a lot of fun. And now four in a row after winning the only game that the Hawkeyes and the Badgers played last year. Number two, the win over number four, Ohio State, on February 28th 
And, you know, it was the first really big win for the Hawkeyes, beating a top five team, top five team. And Iowa was just on fire shooting, hit the bar, boards really hard, shared the basketball, won by 18 points. And it really looked like the Hawkeyes belonged in that conversation for, you know, maybe making it to a Final Four after this big win. And this was en route to the Hawkeyes, you know, kind of going on a run towards the end of the season, other than losing to Michigan. So that got that excitement level just really back up as the Hawkeyes were heading into postseason play. Number one, the play of Luca Garza, Joe Wieskamp, Jordan Bohannon. And I'm, I'm just listing those three right now. I'm going to talk about the rest of the guys later. But, hey, you know, Luca, what can I say that hasn't already been said? He's the two-time player of the year in the Big Ten. He's close to winning every major player of the year award. He's a great person, a great Hawkeye. His jersey's retired. His number's retired. And we may see a statue of Luca outside of Carver someday. Jordan Bohannon, he was coming off surgery on both hips, torn labrum in each. And his three-point shooting... He was he was doing pretty good this year. He shot almost 40%, 39% from three. Uh, he's an unbelievable free throw shooter. He wins games by getting to the line and knocking them down at the end, just ice water in his veins. He's second behind Steve Alford all time for the Big Ten in free throw shooting percentage at 88.7% for his career. And Jordan averaged 10 points, and his career stats are so impressive. First in school history uh, in assists, Second in Big Ten history in three-point makes. I mean, just just really impressive what he's done throughout his career. Joe Wieskamp, his shooting really improved year over year. Two-point percentage improved. Rebounds per game, his three-point percentage was huge. He was 42% as a freshman. Kind of dropped off, had that sophomore slump. 35% last year and then 46% for his junior year. He really looked like a guy who could lead Iowa to some big wins if he comes back as a senior. So that was my number one. Uh, that might have been a cheater there. I don't know. But, you know, you, you look at Luca, Joe Wieskamp, kind of the number two guy there. And then just what Jordan Bohan has, has done throughout his career. Pretty amazing group of guys. And all the guys. I'm going to talk about the returning players in a future episode. And I really... I'm one that hopes Joe Wieskamp returns to Iowa. Some say he has nothing to gain by returning, but look at Luca and the great year he had leading his team as a senior. It just looked like pure joy. He just loved being out there. He had nothing to prove, but he came back, and now he's the all-time leading scorer and just a legend for the Hawkeyes. And Joe Wieskamp has a similar opportunity if he returns to Iowa. Lead the team to the NCAA tournament. He could score. You know, he scored 14 points the last two years. I think it was 14.0 as a junior, 14.8, or 14.0 as a sophomore, 14.8 as a junior. I think, you know, with him being the focus next year, he could score 18, 20, 22 points per game. He really has that opportunity. And, and to lead this Hawkeyes team to an NCAA tournament, move up the all-time stats, and, and he could be a legend of Hawkeye basketball as well. And Maybe he already is. He's been a great Hawkeye, but who knows what happens if you go pro. It's really tough to stay in the league. And you don't want to regret not finishing what you started at Iowa. He probably has the skills to be an NBA player with his three-point shooting, but you know I've seen so many guys that I thought for sure would make it in the pros, and they end up overseas or they're in the G League, you know, bouncing back and forth. 
if it's me, I mean, I, I, I shouldn't say that because what do I know? But man, it just seems like I'd love to be living the college life one more year, making more memories with my friends and improving and then just hoping to make a, a deeper run in the postseason next year and hopefully improving my, my draft stock as well. Well, it was a great year for Iowa Hawkeye sports and we still have sports going on. Um, but I'm probably going to sign off for a while other than my preview for next season and what the Hawkeyes have coming back. Well, until next time, in heaven there is no beer and go Hawks!